Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and today we're chatting with Alberta's Minister of Transportation, Rajan Sani. Uh, now, uh, Minister, I do want to uh, just, because I could explain it, but it'd probably be better from the Minister of Transportation to explain it, and that is uh, the relatively new announcement of developing additional safety rest areas across the province. Could you give us a little uh, brief explanation of that? Yes, I would love to. Hello, Adam, and hello, Fort McMurray. I made an announcement uh, over a month ago about uh, commercial safety rest areas in the province. We have identified 18 sites all across the province, um, and these are rest stops and land over by, owned by the government of Alberta. And we have indicated that we are seeking private investors to come to us in an expression of interest and bring us their ideas and develop these rest areas because the overwhelming consensus that I have received from commercial trucking companies and drivers and tourists is that we don't have sufficient amenities and uh, we there's a lot to be desired in the rest areas as they are right now. So we want people to come in and build some great restaurants, uh, gas stations, whatever they think would would be great for, for the drivers, uh, the commercial trucking industry and for tourists. So it, it is a phenomenal announcement. We've received a lot of interest and it was so badly needed, especially during COVID when our truck drivers couldn't even find a bathroom. And now I know out of that 18, it was uh, noted in the press release that five of those 18 spots were located on, I believe it was Highway 63 here outside of Fort McMurray. Now, those five spots that were identified, are those five separate spots along Highway 63? Or is that five spots kind of all together as a a clump that businesses can set up kind of a a hub? They're separate spots, actually, and uh, that's why we had opened up the re- the request for expression of interest, because we want people who are interested in developing these sites to, to contact us and tell us their ideas. So my hope is that, you know, we have individual investors, small businesses, um, family-owned businesses will come forward and uh, and tell us that they want to take one of these sites. I'm not really interested in in the whole clump being taken by one big company or corporation, because this is all about, um, you know, first of all, well, we need the rest areas, number one. That is the primary purpose for doing this. But it's also an opportunity to create jobs and to create employment and to create, you know, a solid stream of income for individuals who are interested in investing. So uh, back to your question, there's five uh, sites uh, along that corridor. And uh, they are, um, you know, when we put up the request for proposals, uh, it's, uh, it's fair game for anybody who's interested in picking up a site. Now, you said to kind of you, you want uh, differenti- different uh, businesses and different uh, organizations to kind of take over. Now, that small, you know, mom and pop or whatever wanting to set something up, are they going to get muscled out by a bid from larger organizations? Will they have a chance? I have indicated to my department that I want there to be some equity in this whole process. They will have a chance. And uh, we are going to be looking at everything that comes our way and, and and make the best decisions for Albertans as well. And, you know, there might be some cases where we'll have a couple of sites where it is only a larger company that's interested in picking up two or three, or maybe it's two or three larger companies and they're bidding against each other. But ultimately, I know that uh, this is a... Uh, 
commentary that I've received from Albertans as well, from everyday Albertans who are saying, you know what, we we find it hard to get our foot in the door with government contracts and with uh, getting business because they are overwhelmed by the larger players in in the arena. So this is something that's important to me. And I think um, commercial safety rest areas are a really great business for for people who are looking to to expand their wings or or to or to you know add to their existing uh, asset mix. So uh, yeah, I, I hope that people will you know take a look at the opportunity and see if it fits with uh, what. Uh, their investment, uh, I guess, aspirations. Okay, no, that sounds good. And then again, you like the 18 spots that have been kind of picked out across Alberta. Is there any chance of seeing that expanded? For instance, maybe uh, some spots on Highway 881 south of Fort Mac? Potentially. Potentially there, there are other opportunities. We started off with a much bigger number, and then we pared it down because there are municipalities and counties out there who say, well, wait a minute. We have great rest areas here, and we don't want somebody coming in and cannibalizing our business because it, it would be too much competition in one area. And we, we took that into consideration. I mean, trying to take a common-sense approach and not just randomly throwing out sites here and there when there's lots of good amenities that might be nearby. But having said that, uh, if there is a need, if there's a demand, if there's a desire, we will revisit that. And I also would like to say that... Um, you know, this announcement is great. We've got the land available for anybody who's uh, interested in, in investing. But this also doesn't preclude private investors who have a great idea and want to create rest stops from going ahead and, and doing so. And I know I've spoken to a few people who own land parcels along the highway, and they're like, well, we want to we wanna build a rest stop. And I said, absolutely, you should. I encourage you to do it. You know, if, if you think there's a demand there and you think you um you know the economics dictate that you're going to have a viable business absolutely and transportation can help in whatever fashion you need um in terms of uh, permits and uh and egress and things like that if, it, if it's possible if it fits within our plans we'd be happy to take a look at it so it's a very long answer to your question <laughs> but yes if there is demand we could potentially open up more sites yeah i guess uh, never say never I suppose. We're just going to take our first break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we return, we're going to continue chatting with Alberta's Minister of Transportation, Rahan Sani. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. If you're just tuning in, we have a very, very special guest today, and that is Alberta's Minister of Transportation, Rahan Sani. And we're talking about, uh, this was mentioned a month or so ago, about adding additional safety rest areas across the province. And now, out of those that were announced, five are set to go on Highway 63 here in Fort McMurray. Now, I did want to ask you, Minister, we've been chatting about this a little bit, and that is... In the release, it says new rest areas will include, you know, fueling up, allowing people to stretch their legs, allowing them to stop for a meal. But is there a limit of what people can build? Like, what can they put in there in these spots? They're only limited by the size of the land parcel. So each rest area, um, they're not all the same size. And uh, so that would dictate what could be built there. But beyond that, there's no stipulation or requirement i think i think most people would want to build what's appropriate in terms of what's required and what's in demand 
but uh, there's no other other stipulation, just a parcel of land. Okay, yeah, so just, just you're limited by the size in your imagination. Okay, and what is it going yes. to qualify? <laughs> uh, sorry, and what is it going to qualify to, to build something there? Like, how does someone get their foot in? Like, if uh, someone's listening right now that is in a larger corporation says, you know what, I would love to put a gas station there or put something there. How, would, how do they do that? Excellent question. We have a link on our website for the request for expression of interest, and we'll make sure that you get that link um, so you can share it with your listeners. And uh, it's a good place to start. People can download the package, have a look at it, and uh, put forward an expression of interest. And even if they don't, once we open up the site for a request for proposals, anybody can apply at that point. But I do think it's a good idea for people to download the package and have a look at it. It's quite detailed. We did have a, an information session that my department had put together a while ago, and I might potentially ask them to do another information session. And if that is the case, all of this will be on our government website, and we'll make sure that you also get that information as well. Oh, thank you. And then I just wanted to, so if someone puts in, puts in a bid, uh, when would they be able to, first of all, know that they've won? And secondly, when would they be able to start building? Well, it does take a little bit of time. I can't give you exact timelines because it's all dependent on the number of bids that come in and, um, and, and a bunch of other factors as well. You know, my department handles that side of things. But we want to get moving quickly. I think we're going to have the RFP proposal or process, pardon me, in place by June, July, and then hopefully some information out by fall. And uh, and then after that point, I'm not exactly sure how long it takes to sign contracts and things like that. But uh, it, this is happening quickly in, in government time. So I, I don't have those uh, discrete details that you're looking for, but uh, that, that information will, as we move forward, I'll have more information around that. Okay, but like it would be safe to say at least someone would at least know if they won the bid, at least by like next year they could know, which I think is still relatively quick. For sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. They would know. Absolutely. And yeah. um, if, if people were paying attention, they probably kind of already know the answer to this one, but what will this cost taxpayers? It will not cost taxpayers what they think it will cost them because we are providing uh, the land that the Crown owns already. And uh, we, we own those rest stops and we maintain them. Um, and then anybody looking to, to develop there, they would sign a long-term lease with the government of Alberta. So the cost to taxpayers uh, would be minimal as compared to other things. Um, and I think I've just described it, right? We would sign a long-term lease and, mm -hmm. then, and then hand it over to the investor and then they would take it from there. They would build and maintain and operate and the government would be the leaseholder. And before I kind of um, switch over to a, a different topic that was just recently announced, was there anything else about the uh, safety rest areas that you would like to add in that I may have missed? I think we covered everything. I think uh, I did mention that there is tremendous interest and if anybody's interested, please download the package and have a read and uh, reply back to the department. So, uh, yeah, that's, I think we've covered all aspects of the rest areas. No, that sounds good to me. And before we switch over kind of to our next topic, we're just going to take our last break here in Fort McMurray Matters. But when we return, we're going to continue chatting with Alberta's Minister of Transportation, Rahan Sani. 
We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and if you're just tuning in, we have a very special guest today. That is Alberta's Minister of Transportation, Rahan Sani, is here. Now, we just discussed the province announcing that they're going to develop additional rest areas across the province, five of which are going to be on Highway 63 here south of Fort McMurray. But another big change, and that was Bill 5, an amendment to the Traffic Safety Amendment Act. Now, I could explain what it was, but I think this will sound a lot better coming from the Minister of Transportation. Yes, so we are making some amendments to the Traffic Safety Act to address some safety concerns that were brought to our attention by different stakeholders, the AMA, the road builders, um, everyday Albertans, and uh, in fact, the workers, uh, roadside emergency workers, uh, snowplow operators who operate on Alberta highways on a regular basis. This bill introduces more safety measures, um, and I think the best way to describe this is actually to give an example. So construction workers already have these great safety measures in place for them. They have signage, they have um, traffic safety plans that they have to put together, and you already have to reduce your speed when you're near a construction zone. But emergency roadside workers never had the same level of protection, and neither did snowplow operators. And what we were finding, based on the number of collisions and near misses we were seeing, we realized that, you know, we need to do a little bit more to ensure that these folks are also protected. So the new amendments to the Traffic Safety Act pretty much um, mean that anybody who is traveling on a highway does have to reduce their speed to 60 kilometers per hour or to the posted speed limit, whichever is less, when they're passing a roadside worker. And uh, this is all about introducing additional safety on the roads. And so for the next little while, we are going to be defining regulations and uh, this will be coming into effect in spring of next year. Okay. And then just to, because here in Fort uh, McMurray, uh, coming across a snowplow is extremely common. And what about if you are, uh, you know, meet up with a a snowplow on Highway 63 and they are traveling 60? um, Are we able to pass them while they're plowing the snow? Like, has that changed? That hasn't changed, no. Those measures are still in place, and snow plows generally try to pull over to the side every five to eight kilometers so um, so that traffic can get by. I mean, that, that is uh, part of the rules, and, but it just means that if, you're, if, there are a, um, if there are roadside worker vehicles that are stopped at the side of the highway or at least driving by and they have their lights flashing, uh, drivers will have to slow down to at least 60 kilometers per hour. So the existing measures are still in place, but we've just added some additional measures in terms of the speed that drivers should be driving at. I've seen in the press release, it states you know, that uh, current fines for passing an emergency vehicle on the side of the road ranges from $136 to $826, depending on the speed. Uh, that... Uh, amount of fines that's going to be applied to uh, workers working on the side of the road as well? Uh, Not to workers, uh, to anybody who is in contravention of the rules. So if people are speeding uh, and and they get caught, they will have to pay those fines. And and that hasn't changed. I haven't 
made any changes to those uh, fines at all. But I think uh, one thing I should stress, actually, is that before this comes into effect, we are going to do extensive public education on this, just to make sure everybody's aware of what the new rules are on the road and uh, what the, the fines could possibly be. Because I know one of the questions that was asked was, uh, like, this is just another opportunity to create another cash cow, and that's not the case at all. We want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, we have had people who have died as a result of, of people speeding when people, when roadside workers have been at the side of the road. And they do deserve additional protections, and these fines are in place as a deterrent measure. So it's important that everybody understands what the consequences are of not abiding by traffic safety rules, and, uh, and that way there's no surprise to anybody. So again, this will all be uh, defined more succinctly in regulations, and as we're working through that process, we're going to make sure we do extensive public education on this. Okay, and with the public engagement that you're you're going into as well, is that expected to be before the um, before the end of the year here, or in a few months? You know, we, as I said, we're going to you know get the regulations in place just to define exactly how these rules are going to work. I just introduced the legislation, so it is going to uh, take a couple of months as of yet. So that's why I'm talking about this right now with all kinds of folks to say, you know what, this is on the horizon. Please be aware that these are the new rules and we're going to have more particulars defined. Um, you can't do that until you actually uh, change the legislation. So the public education piece in terms of what this is going to look like is going to probably start in the summertime and then it will really ramp up before this, uh, the new rules are in, are in effect, which will be next spring, March 1st of 2023. Okay. And I think that's all I have for that. Is there anything that I may have missed or we may have missed that you wanted to add to this subject? You know, I think I'll just conclude by saying that uh, there are a lot of happy folks out there that have sent very positive messages my way about uh, these new measures to the Traffic Safety Act, particularly those roadside workers who have to work out there in sometimes dangerous conditions. You're parked at the side of the road, you're doing some important emergency-type related work, whether you're towing a car to the ditch or or whatever the situation might be. And those people have always, they're always at risk. It's a dangerous situation to be in, particularly when the roads are not good. And uh, having additional measures in place that will guarantee that they get home at night to their families is important to them and their families. So please, everybody, keep that in mind. This is a, a good news story for a lot of those folks who work in those high-risk situations, and uh, I'm very pleased to be the minister who's bringing forward this legislation, and and thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about it with, with yourself and with your listeners. No, thank you very much, uh, Minister Sani. I really appreciate you coming on here, taking the time and chatting with us, and, and like you said, I can only... I agree fully that these are two extremely good things that are coming to the province. So thank you very much for joining us. And I do hope you have a really nice day because I know here in Fort McMurray, it's gorgeous out. So I hope it is where you are as well. It is. It's beautiful out today. And and thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Big thanks again to uh, Minister of Transportation Rahan Sani for joining us today. I do really appreciate it. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters. But if you missed it and you want to hear more, you can head to our website at mix1037fm.com where a fresh episode of the podcast is uploaded every day. Just click on the news section. 
I'm Adam Ophis. I will talk to you again on Monday. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix1037.